Well, greetings Liberty. How amazing and wonderful it is for us to be able to sit under the Word of God today. And we've got a portion of Scripture out of Ephesians 4, uh, which I want to share with us today. And so if you have your Bibles, please grab them and turn to Ephesians 4. Uh, slides will come up, but it's always good for us to uh, work our way through our own Bibles, through these Scriptures. Uh, and trust that it's going to be a time where the Lord really speaks to us. Uh, and the body of liberty is built up. And so Ephesians 4 verse 1 to 7. I therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. How do we live that? With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body. And one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Jump across to verse 14. We must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. Heavenly Father, as we open up your word and look into unity and peace, God, I ask Holy Spirit that you would unite our hearts as liberty. Lord, that you would make us a people of peace. That all that you've spoken through Paul here, Lord, really be true about us as followers. And so God, in this tumultuous time and this time of great confusion, I pray that the scripture would speak to us. It would direct our lives. Uh, it would even change hearts, I ask. And so would you draw your people ever nearer to you through this? And even as we spend time together today, I ask in the precious and powerful name of Jesus. And so, crazy lockdown, it's been a, a really difficult time for many of us. Um, and I think as the vaccines are starting to be poured out across the country uh, and throughout the world, uh, I think this message is just really timely for us. What we see is that Christ-like living is what God is calling us to, saints of liberty. And so there's confusion, uh, there's differing of opinions around the vaccines and the responses to, to COVID. Uh, and so if you're looking for an answer um, as to what my stance is on the vaccines, you are not going to get that. What I am hoping is that scripture is going to help us uh, to determine what the best way forward is for you as a believer who has to, before the Lord with clear conscience, make a decision on whether to get the vaccine or whether not to, uh, and to move forward with a clear conscience before him. Uh, ensuring that all of our actions are taken in faith and not in fear, and that we are a people who are being built up in unity and in peace. And so what does a Christ-worthy life look like? Paul says, live a life worthy of the calling to which you've been called. So what does it look like? Well, the first point he talks about is humility, with all humility. Conversation around the vaccine and how to move forward in it is going to require a people of humility. And why is it that we want to be a people of humility? Why is it that we want to hold our opinions and our views in humility? Well, it's because God opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. 
And so I've seen in the last few weeks, I've seen the, the mousiest of timid Christians who um, I'm not sure how often they have found the courage to share their faith, but have found incredible tenacity to share their doctrine of vaccines. And I ask myself, are we going to be a people of humility or are we going to be a people of pride and arrogance with our stance of whether the vaccine is good or whether the vaccine is bad? The question we really need to ask ourselves is, are we going to approach vaccinations and are we going to approach conversations around vaccinations with humility? I don't want this to become something which puts God against us as a people. I want this to be something that God pours His grace out upon us. Yes? I want the grace of God in us as a people, and it's going to require us approaching vaccinations. And this isn't just about vaccinations, but it's going to be a, require us to be a people who can have open and frank conversations, but in humility, not breaking one another down, not being so arrogant and not hearing one another, but actually being a people who in humility go, maybe we don't know everything. <laughs> maybe there is something we can learn from one another. And so Paul's saying, and I'm saying to us as a church that the call to which we've been called to live a life like Christ requires humility. And I want us to be a people of humility. And it's, it's counting others more important than ourselves. It's thinking about God and His kingdom before ourselves. We've said this before. Humility is not thinking less of ourselves. It's thinking more of God. That's humility. And to say, God, in this scenario, what would you do? What would you have me do? And to wrestle with the Lord going forward. Not, this is what this leader did. This is what I believe but God, what do you want from me? And how can I walk in faith and in love and in humility? And each one of us is going to need to process this and have to get before the Lord, have conversations. If you need to get some perspective, give me a call. Give one of the elders a call. Give your life group leader a call. You're absolutely welcome to get perspective, but to receive and have these conversations in humility because we want to be a people who live out the gospel in a life that is worthy to the calling to which we have been called. Secondly, Paul says, with humility and gentleness. Humility is one thing about considering God and others more important than ourselves. But gentleness is about having conversations in a way where I'm not shouting and screaming my point. But actually that we can talk like rational human beings uh, and to talk with gentleness, talk with love, talk in a way that we don't feel like we're being hammered and we don't feel like our opinions being squashed and completely rejected. But actually to be a people who are able to have conversations in gentleness. And I trust that we are a church like that. This is so practical. I know you're probably thinking, where's the great spiritual wisdom? This is it. This is it. A people, this is what God wants. A people of humility and gentleness. Could you say that you could have a conversation about vaccines, which are not even doctrinal issues, but are issues of importance in, in us as a community holding together in unity, could you have that conversation with humility, counting others more important than yourself, but also with gentleness? Paul then goes on to say, with patience. And so what does with patience mean? It means you're probably not going to agree with everybody. Even around people's beliefs around the outworkings of the book of Revelation and whether today, this time is, is the time where it's actually working itself out. But actually... Patience is an outworking of humility when we realize actually we don't have all the answers and we really are desperately in need of the wisdom of God. We're in need of patience to see how God is working this thing out. Now for those who are for vaccines and there are those who are against vaccines, 
one thing we do need to realize that this it's unprecedented for a vaccine to be developed so quickly and so either we have struck gold and this vaccine has, has been just a real gift from the Lord in discovering a vaccine so quickly. Or we may have a vaccine which is working, but we don't fully know the full extent of its outworking into the future. The reality is that in two, three, four years time, we're going to be able to look back and with a lot more clarity, <laughs> be able to say how good all the cost of this vaccine is. But if we really think about it, it's going to require patience from us and to realize, actually, guys, no one really knows. We're doing our best as mankind. We're doing our best before the Lord. But we're going to need to be patient and patient with one another and patient as we wait for the Lord to move. We all have our own time and we're all saying, God, now's the time for you to move. But he moves perfectly. His timing is perfect. He sees the end from the beginning. He sees all human beings operating and functioning together. He knows the purposes and plans that He has for every country. He knows the purposes and plans He has for you, saint. And God doesn't work on our time. If we're going to be a humble people, we need to work in His time. And so God is doing something amazing in the church. Yes, I think we can all agree on that. And so surely the greater fight and the greater pushing into the Lord should be, God, what do you want for my life? What do you want for us as a local church, Liberty? What are you, what are you doing in the world? What are you doing in the church? Oh, God, also there's this vaccine thing we need to talk about. We need to get answers from you, Lord. But to be patient with one another. Be patient as the Lord moves. It's a fruit of the Spirit to be a patient people. And I know we all struggle with it. But if we're going to be a people who are living out a life worthy of the call to which we've been called. We need to become a patient people. He then says, bearing with one another in love. Bearing with one another in love. To be the people that God has called us to. We need to bear with one another. Matt's preached about this recently. Bearing with one another. What that bearing with one another means, we're actually carrying one another's loads. And if you're carrying somebody else's load, it means it's going to be an additional load and an additional burden on you. But the way for us to be a people of unity and a people of peace where the Lord commands His blessing is we need to bear one another's burdens. And so there's people who are struggling financially. There's people who are struggling with sickness. There are people who, who are struggling emotionally. There's people struggling in so many ways. It's a great opportunity for us as the church to display this calling to which we've been called and to bear one another's burdens. And so we're all struggling, yes, and, and, and there's something that you're struggling with right now through this lockdown. But why don't you for a moment just lift your eyes and go, God, how can I bear someone else's burdens? I've got this burden to bear, Lord, and, and I'm asking you to send someone to help carry my burden. But why don't you, when we're done here, spend some time asking God, whose burden, burden can I bear, Lord? Who, who, can, who can I pick up a little and bear their burden with them? That is how we're going to become a people of unity and a people of peace. We were considering others ahead of ourselves in humility, with all patience and gentleness, bearing others' burdens. And Liberty, you are amazing at this. You really are. I am so proud of us as a community in a very godly, proud point of sort of way, um, big brotherly kind of way. Um, but you've been incredible. I'm so grateful. This the feedback I've gotten of just how wonderfully you're looking after others. But let's not give up. Let us finish strong. Let us ask God again, Lord, whose burden can I bear? Maybe it's not financial. Maybe you just have time to give to people. Guys, money is not the answer to everything. It's really not. A kind message of encouragement. Going to go and help somebody. Going to take somebody food. 
even just sending a prophetic word that you've labored over and spent time before the Lord, powerful stuff, to bear one another's burdens. Paul carries on and he says, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Maintaining unity in the Spirit takes work, guys. It takes focus. It takes, it takes intentionality. It's to look around us and go, where do we feel like unity is breaking? And, and above all, protecting that unity and making peace. Not just allowing an offense to carry on. Not just allowing, oh, I've heard some murmurings over there. Whatever, let them just get on with their lives. No. Do you hold the unity of this church to such high levels that the moment you pick up any murmurings or any breakings apart is that you go, God, how can I fix this? How can I restore this? We've been given the ministry of reconciliation for saints of liberty. That's what we've been given, to reconcile one another. And if we're going to be a church through vaccines, through no vaccines, through COVID, if we're going to be a church that the Lord can use, it's going to be a church that works hard at maintaining unity. How do you maintain unity? Through the things we've just spoken of. It's humility, counting others more important than yourself. And not my way must go and my, my point must hold. But to say, actually, we're a family. We're moving forward in this. God is taking us as a church forward in humility and gentleness, responding to others in gentleness with great patience, bearing one another's burdens. It takes intentionality. And when we pick up that there's something not right, to take it before the Lord, but then also to, to confront the situation in humility and gentleness, with patience, being able to bear one another's burdens. And to maintain the unity of what? Of the Holy Spirit. Guys, this isn't just a club. Cool, let's be together. Let's, let's agree on everything. It's not about that. It's about having unity of the Spirit, that we're all on the same mission that God is busy with. It's not even the mission of the elders. If the elders have not heard God, I don't want you to be on the mission of this church. But that being said, the mission that we know God is calling us to is to love Him and to love others through making disciples. It's straight from the Scriptures. And so we know that that's the heart of the Spirit. And so if we can get on with that unity together, loving God, loving others, not fighting over vaccines, but to work hard at maintaining unity, that love for one another is more important than our solid doctrine on the vaccines making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace why so that each part working properly promotes the building up of the body in love it takes all of us together doing this not when there's an issue oh elders go sort that out but for all of us to to hold dearly to ourselves the unity of this church this bond of peace this agreement that we have this contract, as it were, this covenant of peace. We want to be a church of peace. And this vaccine has an incredible possibility and power. It's just something that's currently within our context and within our culture that is suddenly holding great power to divide, great power to oppress. And we're going to put that argument aside not to say we don't need to make a choice. We do. We all in clear conscience need to make a choice. But to say, God, in these decisions, in these choices I need to make, how can I hold this bond of peace? How can I maintain the unity in your spirit? Because we have one spirit in all of us. There's one body, one faith. 
And together, as the Holy Spirit works in us this, this heart to maintain unity, we're going to walk forward as a church who, who God is setting up for something powerful. I can feel it in my bones that God is doing something. We're about to turn a corner. Somebody, somebody mentioned it like they feel like we're on the edge of the precipice, edge of a cliff, and, and we're about to enter into something of God. And and I'm hoping and trusting that it's more of the power of God. And that's going to work itself. Don't just think fireworks. The power of God that's going to be transforming lives. People who've struggled with things for so long. I believe that's what this is. And the power of God only gets poured out into a people who are united. Who come together before Him as one people to one God in unity. Not fighting over these silly things like vaccines. Not fighting over silly things of even doctrines that are, that are not um, gospel salvation issues. We can all hold different opinions in these things. Not when it comes to Jesus being the Son of God. Not when it comes to putting our faith in Him as the only way to God. Not that. In that even we have unity. And so I want to ask us as a people, are we, are we willing to take all of these matters that are secondary to the gospel? It's not a gospel imperative whether you take the vaccine or not. That's not a gospel imperative. What is a gospel imperative is unity and peace in the Spirit. To love God, to love others. To be a church that's showing love to the community around us. I want to remind us of a quote from C.S. Lewis that we that we quoted, I quoted actually, right at the beginning of lockdown when we were first, our last meeting at the refinery. And C.S. Lewis quotes this, You ought to think this way. Very well, by God's decree, the enemy has sent us, sorry, it's Martin Luther. <laughs> it's Martin Luther. who was talking in the 16th century about the bubonic plague, which killed about 50 million people. Anyway, he wrote this, You ought to think this way. Very well. By God's decree, the enemy has sent us poison and deadly offal or internal organs. Therefore, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. I trust you're still praying for the protection of God. Then I shall fumigate, wash my hands, wear a mask, help purify the air, administer medicine where it needs and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order to not become contaminated and thus perchance infect and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me. And I have done what he has expected of me. And so I'm not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. But if my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but I will go freely. And so we need to be wise. Saints, we need to look after ourselves. We need to look after our families. But if a brother or sister is in need, our priority is to put ourselves at risk for their care. Not unnecessarily, but where it's necessary. To show love. Love God, love His people, love those around us. And so the elders are going to differ on their conviction whether to take the vaccine or not. Oh, can you differ as elders? Yes, we can. What we're not placing high emphasis on is who's right or wrong on the vaccine. What we're placing high emphasis on is unity and peace amongst the saints. Jesus is Lord. He is Lord of this church. And ultimately, His opinion counts. Yes, His opinion counts. And so you need to get before the Lord and ask Him for His counsel. We stand as a church for gentleness and respect, humility, patience, bearing one another's burdens. 
and maintaining unity in the Spirit. If someone asks your opinion on the vaccine, will you give it gently? Will you give it with humility? Will you give it with patience? Will you bear one another's burdens? We're not saying don't have the vaccine conversation. What we're saying is do it with gentleness and humility, with unity and peace being the goal. We do all that we can at all of our meetings to comply with government regulations. We do that. But at the end of the day, our call is to love one another. And Liberty, thank you for your love you've been showing to one another. All of us needs to make a decision, but all of us also need to work hard at maintaining unity in this church. And so the vaccine is a highly volatile topic for some reason or other. Maybe everyone's just over this. Maybe everyone's just stressed out. Maybe this COVID thing is just getting too much. But what I want for us to defend with courage and boldness more than our, our opinion on the vaccine is unity and peace in this church and to work hard at it to maintain unity. And I know we're going to liberty. I know we are. We love you guys as elders. We had a fat conversation around this um, on Monday as elders. And we're absolutely convinced that we are all mature enough as adults within liberty to make our own decision with clear conscience before the Lord. If you need counsel, if you need opinions, have the conversation, like I said, with humility and with gentleness. But to end off with, a heart for unity and a heart for peace in liberty as a church. Guys, this we need to fight for. Things are going to keep on coming up. The devil would have, he'll drop anything into our laps to break this church apart. And this may not seem like an exegesis of the scriptures, but actually it's such a practical outworking. But Jesus, his love for the church that he died for and laid his life down for, wants you and I to live in peace and unity with one another. And so have the conversations Get the counsel that you need and make your decision before the Lord with clear conscience. And then have the conversation gently with humility, gentleness, and with patience. And then fight to bear one another's burdens in whatever way you can. And so I want to end now committing all of you, committing us as a church to the Lord. And to ask you to spend some time with Him. Just saying, God, is there anyone, just put someone on my heart that I can actually lift their burden today. And it may be a message, it may be a phone call, it may be making them a meal this week, it may be just praying for them, it may, there's, there's so many ways. Ask the Lord even just to give you creative ways to lift the burdens of one another. You're an incredible church, Liberty, and I'm so proud to be a part of you in a very um, humble way. Uh, I really am. And, I, and I'm so grateful to the Lord for all of you. And I'm so grateful that this isn't going to rip this church apart, that we're going to, with gentleness and humility before the Lord, go forward in peace and unity. And I'm going to say that a thousand times and I don't care because that's what we're fighting for, peace and unity. And so I want to commit us to the Lord and then ask you to spend some time praying for who you can, whose burdens you can lift. And so God, I just thank you for this wonderful family, Lord. I really do, Lord. This church has just been such a joy to Gregan and me and to the elders and just how your spirit of unity has really birthed unity in us and, and held us together, Lord, that we, we don't let anything of this world come between us and break us apart. And, and we don't want to have anything else, Lord, that's more important to us than the gospel of Jesus, 
seeing lives come to you, seeing lives bow down before you, seeing lives saved for eternity. And so God, I lift every single person in liberty up to you and say, God, would you highlight any moment that there is any negativity, any disunity, any, anything that's causing a lack of peace, God? Would you help us with that ministry of reconciliation to reconcile, to have the conversations with humility and with gentleness and to, to be a church that moves forward in unity because you have good things for us. You have good things for us as a church. You have good things for every individual who's watching. And God, I pray that you would give them a great peace around the decision to make around the vaccine, Lord. That you and your opinion would count the highest out of everybody's. Lord, we love you and we want to live for you. And so help us, we ask in Jesus' powerful name, to maintain the unity of the Spirit with a bond of peace. In the powerful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you, you wonderful bunch. Uh, may you just spend the next five minutes before the Lord. Ask Him to put someone on your heart that you can bless, that you can lift up, in burden, uh, lift up their burden and carry it with them. Have a wonderful week next week and may the Lord maintain the unity of the saints as we have our hearts and our eyes set upon Him. Love you all and see you very soon.